You're listening to the Albany Paranormal Campfire. Episode 2 of the Albany Paranormal Campfire, run to you by the Tri-City New York Paranormal Society. I am your host, Jeff Odinson, and welcome to our show. So in this episode, I'll get right into it, we are going over Samhain, or Halloween, um, before the holiday is over. I am recording this October 26th of 2018, uh, so uh, before it's no longer relevant, obviously, we'll go ahead and talk about it. But before we get into it, I would like like to talk about some housekeeping uh, stuff going on. So as you can hear, if you're listening to the podcast, we are getting rid of the campfire, at least uh, for the majority of the episodes. Uh, Some of our admins were a bit concerned that it is distracting in the background. Some of our admins did like it, but uh, going forward, we are going to try to keep that off uh, the podcast for the majority of the time. Other than that, we are cleaning up the language a bit. So, again, some of our investigators and some people listening to the podcast may not be happy with the vulgarity of the podcast. Sometimes uh, I myself like to curse. I just like that. And uh, it comes out naturally when I'm talking a lot of time. So... I will do my best to clean it up. However, if you are allowing children to listen to this or you're listening to this, disclaimer, I will let some stuff slip some of the time. It just it just happens. So bear with me with that. And uh, But we will do our best to obviously keep it to a minimum. Other than that, we are now on Apple Podcasts. So... With that, uh, you are able to subscribe to us by searching for Albany Paranormal Campfire on Apple Podcasts, and we are already on SoundCloud. We will probably try to work on Podbean, all those different podcast sites. So subscribe, give us a rating. I know it's been two episodes, but you know we're going to try to get on here. Obviously, with the video, we are posting uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube videos for that so you can listen to us on there as well or watch me obviously uh, from uh, there was originally going to be a background in the background aside from my house uh, however uh, I'm not so tech savvy with that so we will be talking with our tech manager about trying to get the uh, video in the background at least or make it a little better than you just staring at me talking okay So, housekeeping is done. What I would like to talk about now is Samhain, which is uh, the holiday coming up on October 31st that consists of a lot of different things that people associate with Halloween. And 
I would like to talk about what it actually means, why it's actually important, and what it means for the paranormal as well. Um, so I would like to talk about the customs of the holiday and how that falls into Halloween and how it became Halloween now as American society knows it. So firstly, Samhain uh, looks like Sam Hain. If you, uh, I don't know, if you remember, uh, I guess if you remember Sons of Anarchy, if you ever watched that show, um, they talked about, I think, Sons of, or Sam Hain or something like that. Um, no relation to that, but a lot of people, when they do see the, the spelling of the name, of the holiday, they typically say a Sam Hain, which is incorrect. So uh, the way to actually say it is like cow in. So it's sow in. And typically, uh, basically what it means in Gaelic is summer's end. And that's exactly what the holiday is. It is the last of the three major harvest festivals celebrated on the wheel of the year by pagans. And typically, it is celebrated from October 31st, perhaps to November 2nd, so about three days. And so sometimes it's one day, sometimes it's a number of days. And it's celebrated usually by bonfire, like a lot of pagan traditions are. Um, but it is celebrated as a pagan holy day or holiday. So along with this time... Samhain is a time of transition. It is also marked by the end of the harvest. So like I said, it is the last of the three harvest festivals or harvest celebrations, uh, beginning with, with Lunasa, August 1st. Then we have the fall uh, equinox, obviously, and Samhain. So typically it's the last of the harvest, um, the last of the crops that they're able to harvest or when we were an agrarian society, at least, the last of the harvest crops uh, were put into storage or eaten. Um, animals were typically slaughtered that probably wouldn't make the winter and salted and, and eaten or prepared to be eaten at least throughout the winter. Um, and is typically marked as the new year for pagans. Now, not every pagan celebrates Samhain as their new year, um, but typically... When it was celebrated, when it initially was celebrated, it did uh, sometimes last three months. And this would bring us through the winter and back into uh, heading towards the spring. So typically, this is celebrated as a pagan New Year at times. It was celebrated for three months, you know, very anciently. Uh, it was celebrated for three weeks and then became three days. Who knows why it was fucking shortened, but it was shortened and eventually co-opted and Christianized to become All Hallows' Eve or Halloween, All Saints' Day, November 1st, and All Souls' Day, which is, uh, I'm sorry, November 1st and November 2nd. So, uh Typically, this celebration is a somber holiday. So a celebration is kind of a misnomer, and it's actually a very somber holiday. You're honoring the dead. You're honoring your ancestors. Um, you know, like I said, I before, uh, before uh, it, you know, it's celebrating 
the people that passed or departed beyond you. Um, so with my ancestor altar, you know, you know, it's a time of privacy. Um, I am not working. I am, you know, if someone said, if someone wanted me to work or I was, they wanted me to work or wouldn't let me off, I'd say, go fuck yourself. Um, you know, as much as you get off, people get off for holidays that don't even bother or mind them or don't even find important. Um, this is a very important holiday for pagans in general. So um, I don't give a shit what people think about it, but I'm taking off, you know, and or I, I at least I have off for the holiday. Um, but I encourage you if you are pagan don't worry about, you know, uh, what people think at your job. If you're going to take off, take off work, work, you know, um, you know, it is a very important holiday for pagans to, um, ancestor, I want to say worship, but ancestor reverence is important. Um, so it's not a holiday that is typically marked with dancing and fucking and, you know, if you call, if you think pagans do that, not all pagans do that, but um, so it's not a celebration that's you know a lot of music, a, a big bonfire, a lot of eating, merriment. Um, typically, there is a potluck sometimes, you know, and a bonfire, but there's not a lot of you know celebration going on and and merriment going on. You know, you're you're honoring your fucking dead, so it's it's very i don't want to say depressing because it's not depressing um but it's very toned down so why is it associated with some of the other things that halloween has become associated with so typically along with the harvest as everything is dying pagans and our ancestors found that the, or felt that the veil or the invisible wall between worlds was thinnest during this time and then what that means is that it was easier to communicate with the dead it was easier to communicate with your ancestors and the you know easier to see or divine or uh, talk i guess and have a conversation with your ancestors or, or the dead, newly departed, long departed um, at this time. Uh, this typically would be the three months uh, if we were going back uh, three weeks. Um, but now it's just looked at as the three days. So when the veil is thinnest, for our paranormal people that are listening at least, when the veil is thinnest, this is when more ghosts are likely to come out. This is not to say that ghosts will never come out in the middle of fucking summer. They have and they will. But uh, it becomes an easier time for this energy or entity to come through during this time. And this is why a lot of our events and all you know our busy time becomes this because more people become interested in ghosts at this time. And this is tip true with our ancestors as well. They... They found that they could communicate, obviously, uh, through divinatory practices and stuff like that during the rest of the year. But it was a lot easier to do it uh, during this time. Now, I'm not going to say there's science to back it up because there probably isn't any fucking science to back it up. But uh, typically during this time, 
the world is, for lack of better words, dying. Um, you know, the crops are dying, the end of the harvest. Uh, it's getting winter, the longer nights, the shorter days. Uh, the, the I guess if you want to call it dying, the earth is essentially going into hibernation until spring. Um, so a lot of uh, stuff can happen when it's night longer. Um, and it also becomes a quieter time too. You know, during the summer, there's a lot of celebration. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of animals making sounds, a lot of, a lot of fucking noise. You know, when you go and, you know, when the nights get longer, you know, it becomes quieter. You know, people are indoors more, the animals start to hibernate, the animals are quieter and doing less because it's fucking cold out. Um, again, I apologize for the language, but yeah, so it's easier for us to shut up and listen when it's a lot quieter out. So um, that is why people are more interested in ghosts or paranormal entities during October. It is just a remnant of our past. I'm not saying it's wrong. Obviously, I don't think it's wrong, but uh, it's something that has become associated with Halloween. Another thing associated with Halloween is pumpkins. Pumpkins have become synonymous. Jack-o'-lanterns, the color orange, has become synonymous with Halloween and... uh, most people carve a pumpkin or light candles or think of black and orange on everything and have no clue what that means. Um, but pumpkins are a new world vegetable, which means our ancestors weren't actually carving pumpkins until they were introduced to Europe. What our ancestors actually did was they carved turnips. They did the same thing. They made the jack-o'-lanterns. They carved them out of turnips. They carved faces. They put candles in the turnips, and they put them on their windowsill, which obviously later became pumpkins when they were able to do that. Um, And this was seen as the candles guiding the spirits uh, to the afterlife, you know, to the other world, to the underworld, up, down, wherever the fuck you think they're going, uh, wherever you want them to go. Obviously, you know, this is meant as kind of like you would light a candle or a bunch of candles along a path uh, to light your way. You know, you're doing the same thing for the spirits. Um, Eventually, like I said, it became pumpkins. Um, No one really uses any kind of jack-o'-lanterns made out of turnips anymore. Um, Maybe I'll start that tradition again. But uh, typically now it is pumpkins. Uh, Like I said, it's associated with black and orange. Again, the holiday orange because you look outside and the leaves are obviously changing to orange, red, yellow. And these are colors associated with the holiday. Uh, Black, obviously, because the night is longer and black is, I guess, became synonymous with also evil. If we're talking about the Christianized version of Samhain, Um, silver and gold, again, Uh, Money is associated with this holiday as you kind of left money out for the dead uh, to pay uh, your respects and to pay for them to make their way. Uh, And, uh, and, you know, uh, if you're thinking about money going into buying your way into the afterlife, we can look at uh, other pagan traditions such as uh, 
uh, Egyptian, you know, they would obviously with the tombs that would leave stuff behind and money behind for them to pay their way into the afterlife. This is also symbolic of pirates. Pirates did that as well in leaving money. Uh, you would also often leave coins on their eyes to ferry them to the afterlife, basically, or Davy Jones locker. You know, that's for pirates. Um, I am getting a little off topic. I will curve it back. So with that, um, the tradition of trick-or-treating. The trick-or-treating began as children, uh, to curve it back to the money, uh, children going house to house looking for treats for the dearly departed. That includes vegetables, that includes fruit, that includes money, that includes pranks as well. Uh, the The tradition of trick or treating started with children or it was for children. Um, that is not to say you can't go out and fucking get candy yourself right now. I'd like to do that. Obviously, it's frowned upon. But uh, began with fruits and vegetables as the treat, quote, uh, not something that children would like to receive now. Uh, so with the treats, they would bury the apples. They would bury the vegetables uh, as gifts for the dead. Same thing with the coins and the golds and the silver. They would – Leave and the candles, uh, basically the candles, the apples, uh, when they were introduced again, because uh, apples aren't all plentiful in all of Northern Europe, but the vegetables, the fruit, the candles were all meant as a guiding path for the departed, for our ancestors, the dead, to make their way to the afterlife. These were buried. These were left along the path. Um, if it ghost, I guess, got hungry or a ghost uh, needed money or needed something to, you know, water could have also been left out, uh, wine, uh, mead, anything being drunk at the time, um, you know, gifts to be left out. You know, if you were making on a long journey going to the afterlife, shit, you freaking want, uh, you know, something along the journey. You know, I, I stop when I'm driving for hours on the road. Um, so, I think our ancestors would like the same respect. Uh, So with that, the children would dress up. They would dress up as different genders. I'm not saying two or three or this is not the podcast for that. Um, But typically they would dress up as the opposite sex, I would call that, um, from our historical literature. And they would dress up with masks for the ghosts for, again, the opposite gender, for uh, animals, you know. So this is where the tradition of trick-or-treating and dressing up became synonymous with Halloween. So uh, with those practices, uh, what happened was the traditional practices uh, practiced by practitioners of Samhain Obviously, to Christianize the or secularize at least today in today's world, the holiday they turned it into Halloween. Uh, it's obviously become very uh, consumerized with the candy and the costumes and stuff like that. Um, but it is important to know where the holiday came from and where the ideas of ghosts and entities and. Um, all the symbolism that came with the holiday came from. 
uh, in order to understand what the holiday is about and why this is our busiest time of the fucking year and why there's so many people interested in spirits during this time of year. Because pagans. That's all you got to know. It was a pagan holiday. You want to honor the holiday. You want to celebrate the holiday. You know, it's a pagan holiday. I'm not saying you have to be pagan, but recognizing where it came from. So, pagans, I'll get back on that. Uh, Myself, I have an ancestor altar. I'm not going to bring you to see it now. This is the back of my, or this is my house right here. Um, Typically, we'll tell stories. Uh, There will be a cemetery visit at times if you have an ancestor that lives, or lives, I guess, I guess lives in the cemetery by you. Unfortunately, I do not have that. And a lot of my ancestors have been cremated at the time. Uh, it is also time to reflect upon the past year. Uh, obviously, like I said, this is the pagan New Year at times, and uh, it's a time to think about what happened the past year, the good things, the bad things, um, those you've lost, and those that have come into the world as well. Again, it's always a time for reflection when you're talking about a new year. Uh, time for practicing your divination skills. So even if you're not pagan, you could, and you like to dabble in divination, whether that be tarot, that rune scrying, which is what I do, uh, rune drawing, rune reading, uh, spreads, um, any kind of pendulum, Ouija board, uh, I guess, if you want to really use that. So, uh, those are a good time to practice those skills as well. Okay, so uh, that was our history of Samhain. I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. I hope you got some information. If you would like more information on Samhain or Halloween, Halloween, the history of Halloween and why it is... uh, practice today and why it is important for paranormal people or why is it so uh why is it so interesting to study ghosts and stuff around halloween and why are people so interested in it uh hopefully uh, you understand now that it is just simply a holiday meant to honor the dead and communicate with the dead uh which is why halloween became synonymous and why the halloween season had became become synonymous with uh these practices and with the paranormal okay uh with that uh i think on our next episode we will have a co-host with us uh, another investigator that will be working with us and at least one we will be doing it around our meeting so we may see other people in our podcast uh, video at least you may hear them also on the podcast and we will see you on the other side and until then uh, enjoy the campfire mm-hmm.